top shelf fantasy. All right, how's it going there, Shelfies? Um, top shelf here, Corey Dows, Craig Penny in the house with me, Scott Milne. Uh, podcast number 201. Um, if you heard before, we did the podcast 200 a few weeks ago at our Dynasty Draft weekend. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's a great one. Massive milestone for us. But now we're right back into it. We're doing division preview. So we'll start off with the AFC South um, for this podcast. July 8th, 2022. Uh, check out our website, topshopfantasy.com. And also there's a new article, The Case on CEH. Read it before you comment on anything. Um, what a crazy oh, idea to actually read yeah. the article a lot of before you, you start getting mad. A lot of your points are in the article. So <laughs> read it first. I do agree with a lot of them. But follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TopshelfFNTSY. Um, how's it going, Just, guys? Have you recovered yet from draft weekend? No, I was gonna say like this. What this pod's like two, three weeks later, and three, um, yeah, yeah and I'm like finally starting to feel normal again, which is nice. Yeah, I was just talking to these guys about how I lost weight and then gained it back. I gained four pounds over the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then now uh, I did. I ended up losing that again. And I've lost nine pounds since. But um, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we should note. Um, don't, let's not start off talking about CEH because we're going to lose <laughs> listeners that way, just the same right, way right. people didn't read the uh, headline. Yep. So don't exit um, out yet. Just I'm yeah, just yeah. saying it's if, if I caught you before you hit pause and hit X on the podcast. Thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if you don't want to check out the the article, we got offensive line rankings out there, strength of schedule um, out there as well, and the NFL bye weeks under our research tab. So. Don't want to read the article and get prepared for the drafts. There you go. All your info is there. And Craig hammered out all the coaches today, so we'll have that article up. Or not yep. even an article, but just uh, that information. Oh no, it, it will turn. It will turn into an article this year. I promise. Okay. Cross my heart. We, hope to die. That thing it... in the middle school. I have said every year I'm going to have it, and I haven't done it. This year, if I don't do it, I will take two shotguns. <laughs> hold before, them to it before week one if i don't have the coaching uh well, article out. i love Frank, it um say a little bit about that because you gave some pretty eye-opening stats today on the coaching changes oh, around the entire yeah. nfl that yeah to to preface this right we all know the offensive turnover that we've seen this year and what fantasy football is going to look like is crazy going into just the player aspect and how many wide receivers shifted teams well get this there are 10 new head coaches in the NFL. That is 40-ish percent. I, I, you know what? No, that's it's less than that. That's the other stat category. Percentage is not in front of me right now. 31% um, is, is... 31%. 31%. Thank you. There you go. 16 new offensive coordinators. I'm reading it. <laughs> so there are... So that's half the league has a new offensive coordinator. If you and we had joked about it during the offseason, uh, when during free agency was happening, if the, if the player wasn't on a new team, well, guess what? He had a new coach. Like, that's what you thought you knew about fantasy last year is not going to translate to this year as much as you think it would, or year after year, the turnover and, and what some knowledge you can bring to the table. Things are changing around the league, and and 16 new offensive coordinators, 10 new head coaches. Um, I'm not going to get into defensive coaches, but it's also a high number. That means 41% of all 
coach this of, of all coaches in the league in the National Football League right now are new. New coaches, yeah. 41%. And and there's only 10 teams, 10 teams that have had no turnover at, at coaching anywhere on their on their um coaching tree. So it is an astronomically polarized polar opposite of of what we saw last year. Which this, is nuts. New and I, you, you'd love to see how that stacks up historically. I don't know if that information is even available readily or if you'd have to do it yourself. So like, we have been tracking it the last yeah. four years. And I did look back at last year. And there's three more offensive coordinators this year, new offensive coordinators than there were last year. And okay. I believe it's about the same for the year prior. So, like, there was 10 in 2020 and then um, – 13 in 2021 and now there's 16 in 2022 um i didn't actually get to count what was in 2019 i didn't have it actually uh highlighted but it it, it was it is it's a it's a big change at offensive coordinator normally the head coach turnover is around seven eight this year it was 10 so it is it is higher than normal and you're curious if that's like an nfl like owner GM type of mentality shift where they're just shortening the leashes or is it really just kind of coincidental? I'd have to look at it more to tell you what even my take is on it, but it's interesting. Like it's certainly a trend, which is something to keep, like you said, keep your eye on. It's, it's different. It changes the way that you approach your draft for sure, especially in redraft leagues. It, it is a change in philosophy from the offensive standpoint. It, and, and there are more and more teams going away from defensive construction and more offensive construction. And one of the main, um, you know, people, one of the main coaching trees that have come from all the new coaches is Mike Shanahan, who's actually up for Hall of Fame this year. Um, I cannot wait to hear his speech. Um, and I want to know if I was right all along, if Darnell, if Daryl Mudra is the guy that actually ends up being mentioned in his speech, because that is an article that I have written about Mike Shanahan's coaching tree and all the new coaches um, that are, are out there this year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I forget the name of it. Um, it's like uh, new football is not so new or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yep. yeah. 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 You should be able to find it on the site. I think it's only like four or five articles down. Yeah. So. If you write not so new, it should come right up. Yes. And, and it's about the run game and how that's making a big, big comeback. All right. Well, uh, yeah, go check it out. We'll get the coaching shit up there, stuff out there. Sorry, uh, soon. But let's get to the news. Shit, pass. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> is that because you saw the first line, Becca Mayfield? <laughs> no, uh, it's just because I just wanted to anger the host. Yeah, uh, Baker <laughs> Mayfield traded to the Panthers. Finally, I mean, I think we knew he was either going there or Seattle. I think Carolina was always the the top option there, but it's been months just trying to figure out the money situation because he was owed what around 18 million bucks and the browns didn't want to eat it but carolina knew that you know they they had no choice um so what the browns are eating 10 10 million yeah it's 10.5 million and um as a matter of fact baker mayfield facilitated it by also eating 3.5 million dollars that the panthers are only going to put in as incentives yeah which i mean is what we all expected. Baker Mayfield wanted out of Cleveland as much as anybody's ever wanted out of anywhere in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he lands in a good spot. I I mean, TJ Moore has been a a phenomenal wide receiver for his whole career. And that's what Ben with 
I don't want to say Cam Newton has always been subpar because Cam Newton was an MVP quarterback for one year of overlap with DJ Moore, right? But aside from that, I'd say lower tier quarterbacks that Baker Mayfield should easily comp to. So everybody in in Carolina should be looking at this as an uptick. Yeah, I mean, even though it's Baker and he's not like a top tier quarterback, it's better than Sam Darnold. He's way it's more consistent when, than Sam Darnold. Yeah, it's it, better it, when they had last year. I mean, they brought in Cam Newton last year just because that's how bad Sam Darnold was. Yeah, we know how consistency is the most important thing in fantasy football and regular football. But Baker, well, kind of, you trot him out there, you know what you get. Sam Darnold could either give you 40 points or negative six. Right. And yeah, if you know what you get, exactly. And if they, they go with the, you know, same offense with riding CMC, which I, I don't think anyone thinks that they should, but they might, then that's the right move. Just have a guy that's not going to turn over the ball. And while Mick Baker Mayfield has done that in the past, I mean, last year, I think it was like 17 interceptions or something like that, but he also had no shoulder. Yeah. You kind of, the same way that we wrote off big Ben's year, like a couple of years back, I think you kind of have to do that with Baker last year. Yeah, I mean, and just, I'm, I'm a known Baker hater, but he was like Darth Vader out there without all the metal. He had no legs, yeah, yep. no, half an arm. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you, know? you can't, you can't expect a guy with no arm attached to his body that he uses to throw like to play any sort of reasonable football with any sort of success. And he still managed to just on like pure, uh, like gut instinct, get the Browns to the playoffs. So I mean, good for him, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, he stays healthy. And I mean, this is, again, I think I've talked about this on, on the past couple podcasts, Matt rule is on the hot seat in Carolina. So if he brought in Baker Mayfield, obviously the head coach is involved in these decisions if he's going to roll with him at quarterback, which for all intents and purposes, it seems like it's, it's him. It's not even going to be a quarterback competition between him and Darnold. It's just Baker's job. Then Matt rule is stapling himself to the success of, of Baker Mayfield to stick around. I mean, this could be his last year. If he gets, you know, they start Oh, and six rule could be out mid season. That'd be a, one of the, one of the more colossal fails for a pretty highly touted um, college coach coming into the NFL. Mm-hmm. If they blow it up in the middle of the year, CMC goes, Matt Rule goes, everyone goes. DJ Moore goes. Yeah. I mean, they've got assets to trade for future picks and stuff, but like, how many first round picks is DJ Moore worth? Like uh, three? I mean, the guy's a top 10, 15 wide receiver in the league in terms of talent and young, uh, like youth. I don't know if they go picks. I think they just move everything to defense and just try and. I mean, they'll have what they'll do is they'll have the first overall pick. If they're 0 6 by midseason, they blow it up. They'll just go, well, we're going to keep our pick and draft number one overall. (laughs) And I mean, their defense is legit as is. JC Horn's coming back off that injury. He was a top uh, defense cornerback before he got hurt. Stuff Gilmore's still there, as far as I know. No, Gilmore is with them. Gilmore did leave, but they have Horn and they brought over uh, someone from Jacksonville that is, uh, my mind is blanking on who I really like. Uh, I want to say Boyer, but I'm not sure if that's right. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I know, I can't remember his name. Or was it CJ Henderson? No, they traded him to so, I don't know. There are two good young corners. I don't know why I'm guessing when I could just look it we, up. We had talked about it many times before. And last year when they had also gotten Gilmore, like that was a it's a very known thing that it was secondary was the top of the minds for the Panthers. Oh, yeah, it was CJ Henderson. You were right. Okay, so, C- yeah, nice. so they have CJ Henderson and JC Horn. That's fucking awesome. And then they still have Jeremy Chin, who looked good in his uh, rookie yes. year. Xavier Woods. Um, and then they added Chris Westry, who's 
yeah. you know, just so, a freak athlete. So if, if it all implodes, just move, get some young defensive linemen and then rebuild the offense. You can rebuild yeah. an offense pretty quickly in the NFL if, uh, if you get the right quarterback. Yep, 100%. All right. Uh, next, Kamara is bracing for a six-game suspension. That's, that's his words. Um, we haven't really heard anything. And honestly, I mean, he kinda, I kinda broke a guy's face. So. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. But with this offseason of just all these big moves and, like we said, coaching changes, we kind of just brushed that aside. And then when he said it, I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. He beat the crap out of someone and almost killed them. Yeah, I mean – six games is is a significant chunk of time too i mean that's almost a third of the season so you're looking well, at like an hopkins game. got six for peds so i think punching someone in the face oh that's day yeah, you're right that's about three games <laughs> right mm-hmm. i mean when you when use the nfl's scale of consistency i mean we don't know what's going to actually come down the uh <laughs> come down the, the, the line adam yeah no no but Backups to uh, obviously look at Mark Ingram. Um, they did try and bring in David Johnson for a visit. That didn't work out. David who would, who would have guessed that? Like, I know, yeah. it's crazy. I thought it was going to be like a steal. Blows. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, done. Mark so. Ingram and then that rookie um, that you like, Craig. Yes. Uh, Abram Smith. Abram Smith. Uh, he's, this- you know what? Only reason why I like him is because he was the highest paid undrafted free agent. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, well, the Saints have no money and they paid this guy. So I'm like, they obviously like him enough. Yeah. I mean, they literally gave him, gave them all their money left. So, I mean, he's okay. He's a running back. I mean, yeah, I mean the- he's just a volume or opportunity kind of guy. Like if he right. gets on the field, he has value for six right. games. And then and there's still Tony Jones too. So it, it, there's Tony Jones. We, we might not even know until preseason starts yeah. or, 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 or even week one. Like Tony Jones started in favor though towards the end of that. Like he was a healthy scratch for several yeah. weeks in a row, even through the Kamara injury nonsense. Yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting one to watch. I would I'd want to take a wait and see on him. There's been talks and trades. I've heard rumors of like Kenyon Drake and um there's one other player, but I can't remember. But uh yeah, they're I don't think their running back room is done. No. I don't think so. Either. Nope. Um Watson stuff's all kind of done, but we're waiting for word on suspension um you know i actually heard um that there's a guy that is reviewing or gathering research on this that was also the same guy that gathered research for the robert Kraft situation with uh the orchids of asia <laughs> yep. and um so and obviously Kraft got no fine no suspension nothing so there's actual talk that he, they may come out and have no suspension for Deshaun Watson. It's probably right now Jesus. the the best it's looked for Watson in, in two years. Two years, <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, and even the Baker Mayfield trade like might lend some credence to that uh, line of thought because why trade Baker Mayfield even if he wasn't going to play? I mean, you try to hold on to him and force him onto the field over the next few weeks, but. I really don't think they the Browns wanted to pay $230 million to see Jacoby Brissett under center. So maybe they're like, hey, we're pretty confident Watson's going to end up playing. Maybe it's a limited suspension or something like that, much less than the full year that we were all talking about just mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Just put it as six games like everyone else. Right. You know, just everybody gets six games this year. Call year, it six day. games. Call COVID. <laughs> yeah. One for <laughs> <was> three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scary Terry gets paid. Terry McLaurin, three years, $71 million. Yeah. Big Good job, money. bud. 
Good job. Good job for you, Dicky. Debo and DK hate themselves. I don't know if they hate themselves. They just they hate their lives. They hate everything. (laughs) They're the only ones not to get paid out of that draft class right now. Yeah. Well, plenty others like Nikhil Harry who don't deserve it, but uh, (laughs) well, Deontay Johnson too. Deontay Johnson and Aaron. It doesn't sound like they're going to offer him anything. Well, he's Um, gotten. It would be nice to see the NFL put their foots down or their feet down collectively and just say, like, we're not negotiating before your contract's up anymore. Like, just deal with it. It would like blanket statement. It'd be probably good. Like, well, yeah, it's like, hey, you have two year, you have a year left plus, depending where you got picked, an option left. Like, yeah, if, play it I out, wouldn't, man. I wouldn't even mind if they did something in a structure of taking a year off their rookie salary. I mean, their rookie contract. Just take a year off so that they can negotiate sooner if they finish those years. And if they choose to opt out, well, guess what? That year is getting tacked on at the end, make it shorter so they can negotiate sooner. But if they do want to negotiate like two years in advance, like these wide receivers are doing, this is not even like, this is unprecedented. Like they right. have, like they have three years left on their deal, and they want to renegotiate. Yeah, it's gonna like start... just give them give them the one year, and if you don't play, then that year gets tacked on at the end. You you can sit out, but then you're gonna get added added to the next year. And if you get traded to another team, they can't do anything. Yeah. They can't give you a new extension either. Or you mm. abolish the whole thing and do it how they used to do with no pre slotted draft amounts, and you just say negotiate your deals, play or don't, figure it out. Well, that turned into a, a lot of players, yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot of teams dropping out of the top ten yeah. because they were like, well, "Michael, Crafty. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to pay this guy a fuck ton of money. I'm just gonna get another guy later." Or you pay like Ryan Leaf like a hundred million dollars. Like he obviously didn't get that much back then, but he fucking sucks. You're like, I'm on the hook for this dude for a yeah. ton of money. Yeah, right. there's um, double edged sword either way. Yeah. Going forward, uh, Cordero Patterson's um, to just be an RB in fantasy formats. He was an RB slash wide receiver the last couple of years. And I think a big reason of this was because people wanted Debo to be wide receiver slash RB. And they can justify it. With that, it's like, all right, we can't do that. And because of that, we have to make Patterson just an RB or else there would be a freaking massive uproar. Yeah, I prefer it that way. Just have one position, kind of deal with it, and then... I guess in the same vein, you eliminate the Taysom Hill quarterback tight end exploit, which was probably bigger than the running back wide receiver thing. Like yeah, that, started, was, that was an actual cheat code, putting a quarterback yeah. in your tight end spot. So um, 20 point a week. Tight end. To, yeah. <laughs> just make it a one, you know, one size fits all where you get one position, pick it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if all teams expect to begin camp with zero COVID protocols which is dope Fantastic for to your hear. team and your leagues because you can probably do away with all the COVID nonsense that we've been dealing with for years. Like no more emergency pickup stuff because of COVID out or any of that nonsense. Extended IR spots because of it. Yeah, everything. Yep. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I am wondering if they are going to have a COVID list then. They COVID are not. IR. As of right now for like or OTAs and stuff like that, they're not even testing. Okay. Yeah, there's but no. What if you okay. do? I mean, yeah, I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole because, but yeah, I don't know. I, would, I don't know what's going to change when they question. hit actual camp. But as of right now, they're not testing. They're not wearing necklaces. They're not doing close contacts. Right now, they're saying if you get sick, you're sick like you were in uh, 2015. Don't worry about it. Just play through and shit yeah. your pants. Go, go, go. Stop, go stop licking people's faces and uh, move on with your life. Yeah, it's like, and the, 
AB's not playing anymore, so you don't have to worry about like that antics where like he <laughs> would do that. Right. Like he exactly. COVID on purpose, go in the field and then r- run off. Rudy Gobert is like I was gonna off. say <laughs> that's my first thought was <laughs> the guy that just got traded for go, like three first round picks. Gobert yeah. s- shut down the NBA season by doing that. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Uh, all right. Well, in other reports, uh, it's claimed that Trey Lance is suffering from quote unquote arm fatigue. San Fran comes out right away and just d- denies it. I yeah. do not know this. And is it's... that a beat? Is that a beat reporter? I I assume a beat reporter leaked it and then a different beat reporter denied it. So who knows? I mean, who's on the take? Who's not? <laughs> right. Who's got the real sources? We're going to have a Chris Broussard source off over here. Three first for him. Do you realize who had arm fatigue? Do you remember who had arm fatigue three Cam, years ago? Cam Newton? Chris Sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. R.I.P. Oh, the, the guy that just d- destroyed the Wusox clubhouse? He has oh, not pitched in like four years. Oh, Dude, I arm mean, fatigue. We're it's very problematic. Four year old with arm fatigue. It's it's very very problematic, and who knows if it's a leverage thing to like get the story to leak out, and then I don't know either increase or decrease oh, Jimmy G's value. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I'm not sure. That's, I will strange. not at, at any point. I don't know if I, I will have to research this, but if it comes out to be true that that is said, arm fatigue is a word for someone who cannot throw anymore. Yeah, like you just <laughs> and lost I all your like, not it, draft Trey Lance. It, it's not sore arm. Like qu- quarterbacks have like a sore arm after each game, and then they're in, in the locker room with a massive ice pack on their shoulder. Brady does a big bend, did it for the last 12 years of his career. Like everyone does it. Arm fatigue is like that. That that's hurting off your first throw in practice, <laughs> like right. <laughs> like your that, muscles no, have degenerated going, to the point where they don't work anymore. No, that's going. The coaches looked at it and goes, "That can't be right, right? Like that's not. You're not an NFL quarterback. But that's not your throw, right? So <laughs> he's he like, Marco no, no, no. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. What are you talking about? Yeah. Listen, no, Phil Rivers no, no, built no. a great career with arm fatigue the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> goddamn god. <laughs> um goddamn god so listen to camp hype there's a lot of them but we'll just do a few of them rojo could overtake ceh which was the spur of your article today i, yeah. I presume so so i i saw the article yesterday so i open it up and the first sentence goes ronald jones could take over uh work from ceh if he has a good camp so it wasn't like oh he's he's looked good ceh just looks slow it's not that at all it's like well yeah no shit like yeah, no, anyone could have could, could overtake a position battle if it looked better than the other guy. Like pure you know conjecture. With that article, is I need to know who wrote that and how many times they've had Ronald Jones on their fancy teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that dicky. is it was just it, dicky. There, it's it's a truth. There was yeah, there was no like proof of anything of why. It's just like yeah, if he does good, he'll be good. Like that's what it is. I'm like, how's this an article? Yeah, dude. It's the same years as like Jared Sidham could overtake Brady at quarterback. It's like, yeah, I mean, if, if Brady he, gets shot in the face, and, sure, and then like sure. maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'd still take a one eyed Brady over. Guys, <laughs> exactly. There's this player, Corey Dows. You know, he has this arm strength better than Trey Lance. If he does well <laughs> in camp, <laughs> hey, I could take Trey Lance's spot right now. I have no arm for taking my arm is fresh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
And then more hype, Geno Smith to overtake Drew Locke. Uh, right now it's a camp battle, but it sounds like Smith has the leg That's up. That's horrible I mean, because Geno been... Smith, Smith did play last year with Russell Wilson hurt, and it was it was not good for my fantasy team when I needed no, to play him. It, 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 it was bad for everyone. Bad. I would much rather the chance of Drew Locke doing something all right than knowing that Geno's going to go out there and suck. Oh, God, yeah. that hurts. That hurts that whole team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what? Uh, what are they? What are they thinking? Go, go, <laughs> go! Get another quarterback, Jimmy. Yep. Uh, and then J.K. Dobbins and Gus uh, likely won't play preseason. Yeah, that's yeah. rough. No surprise there. I don't think. I mean, I think they're trending up. And like, even why, week one's questionable. I, well, this is okay. So this is what I need to figure out on that. Is there's plenty of teams or players that have come back like within eight months of an ACL tear. Like that's a normal thing nowadays, and even sometimes sooner. AP AP did it in like six months, right? J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards tore their ACL not preseason. Like, like no, it was prior to preseason. This was actually no. I I think you're right. Dobbins was was a preseason game. Was before because then Gus was getting drafted. Like it was. It was mid-August. So so we're talking. So we're saying we're not going to see them in preseason. Uh, that's so 12, 12 months. months. Yeah. Like, yeah. How like, bad were those knee injuries? You like to know if it's purely precautionary or if it's they're actually not back. Like, right. I wouldn't play a guy off an ACL tear in preseason either if he's ready to go. But if it's because he's not ready to go, I need to know that as a fantasy football owner and, mm-hmm. you know, a J.K. Dobbins lover. Love oh, it. yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan too. But I mean, we, we, you have this happen. It's, yeah. I need to see it again. I need to be able to see your athleticism come back. Exactly. And I mean, for every guy that comes back off, you know, a six month or eight month ACL, we do see these guys that just are never the same. And you hate to, you hate to even put that in out in the atmosphere that Dobbins could be one of those guys. Cause I think he has such a bright future, but if he yes, is, that would be sad. It sucks. is not, it is not an injury like Tommy John for baseball where right. some pitchers come back better. It doesn't right. happen that way. You are worse. It, it, for a little while. I mean, you may you, you can get back to your form, sure. Yeah, you just got to build it for. The yeah, first you're the year same or worse. You're very rarely or if ever better. Oh, not sure bionic knees. Yeah, AP's just yeah. a freak. It's a fucking freak. Um, and last That's news wrong. came out right before the pa- the podcast started. Mike Asaki to play under the franchise tag. Team is not engaged in extension talks. Good for oh, him. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, and it's yeah. also probably because they paid out the ass. Yeah. this offseason. T- Tyreek Hill, whatever. Yeah, they probably want to see what the team looks like and how they gel together before they even make a decision on keeping Gesicki for for any amount of money. Because if they they win four games and they suck and two is trash, then what are you paying a tight end for? Yeah, he's he's still going to have a fine season. He's the only red zone target there. Well, the rest of them are five foot, the five foot four. That's uh, that's a little low. This is a little low. Five nine, five ten. I'll give you that. They're about four eleven. The Olympic gymnastic (laughs) team. Uh, is the wide receiver core for the Dolphins? Um, Harry Hill yeah. listed at five ten. Yeah, he's probably about five six. <laughs> yeah, I need to see him standing next to Tariq. Kelly. I think I think Waddle's like six feet. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's a little bit taller. That's about right. But Kasiki's like six five. I mean, there's we're talking about no one else today. I mean, Parker's gone. Yeah, I think he's a big boy. Preston Williams is. Yeah, I don't think he'll even he's play. I mean, play. How tall? Is- Cedric Wilson, he can't be. Oh, he's tiny. He's, he's like he's, he's like five, five nine, right? Oh, he's I was gonna say tiny. six six one. I don't know. That's just a guess. He's, I'll, I'll Google it. Three foot two. Well, <laughs> I get rid of Parker, so like yeah, Kaseki is the guy. In Cedric the Wilson is six two. Okay, all right. What? 
Well, he's listed at six. Oh, I'm uh, thinking of Albert Wilson. Albert Wilson's like he's five, like yeah. five nine. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I once used Albert Wilson to pick something out of my teeth. <laughs> I think make oh I used it on like a bye week filler. No, I I something because I <laughs> I ate ribs for lunch. <laughs> He's yeah. gonna hear that and like try to fight me and beat the absolute shit out of me. Yeah, I accept. Hey, Albert, I accept. <laughs> and then you can call Michael Thomas slant boy, and he'll try to fight you too. <laughs> I would have. Tell, uh, I, would, I would say that right to his face. He's slant, slant, slant boy and arm fatigue playing together would be great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, division preview. AFC South. Yeah. So that's the Tennessee Titans uh, with a 12 and 5 record last season. The Colts uh, with a 9 and 8. Houston Texans 4 and 13. And then Jacksonville Jaguars finishing at the bottom once again at 3 and 14. Did the Colts make the playoffs last year 9 and 8? No. Oh, no. They, just the they lost to Jacksonville. They lost in Jacksonville. That's why Carson Wentz was traded. That, that yes. one game was they lost. Okay. All right. I remember that. It was drama. Drama mean. I lost my fifty dollar bet from that. I won a lot of money that uh, yeah. that game. Marvin Jones um, was the was the line for the Colts? Was that the over under nine? What uh, the, the line was? It was yeah, it was it was eight and a half. Okay. Oh, okay. Everybody hit. All right. Or yeah. Everybody I, that bet over. I did Colts I making Super Bowl, but it, it looked promising to end the year until Week eighteen. It's either eight and a half or nine and a half. Whatever it was, I took it over <laughs> and lost. So like whatever they finished. You had Colts. They finished had nine and eight. Super Bowl. So it was, it was probably at 9.5. Okay, so it was 9.5 and it yeah. lost. That's what it was. Yep. Um, and then I, I just got a few. Um, they're, so the d- division they're playing this year is the NFC North. So that's the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions. Okay. I mean, Packers, great team. They're going to be good once again. The Vikings are... Give me better defense that this year, but the Bears and Lions are, I think, two of the worst teams in the league still. So it's not horrible when you consider some of the divisions out there. Oh god, and I mean, like I said, the Vikings' defense is better this year. By better, they're probably at best. Yeah, still mid, bottom quarter of the league, mid tier, like sixteenth, seventeenth compared to like the twenty eighth. Yeah, and I mean, even the Packers, though, as, as much as we say, like, oh, they're a good team, like historically, and they always figure it out. They have a lot more to figure out this year than years past. So, I mean, and and, and no receivers right now, and they lost a lot of pieces on their defense. So, yeah, so it could be a lot of more shootouts than anything, which is good. Right. Good for, oh, great for fantasy. Fantasy. Um, and then just I did uh, DK Sportsbook to uh, the teams to win the division. You have Indy at minus one twenty-five. Tennessee at plus 175, Jacksonville at plus 700, and then Houston at plus 3,000. So they're, they're thinking Jacksonville taking has a much better shot than Houston. I'm, I'm taking Tennessee in this. I've already made this bet, and I'm glad that it's a positive. Was that you and Mersh? Yes, it was. That's right. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think I would take t- Oh, no, Tennessee. they lost A.J. Brown, but they added Robert Woods. And Traylon and- Traylon and Traylon Burks, but I mean, they okay, lost they, Julio. they're saying, "Oh, that's AJ Brown's replacement." I mean, I, I, but I'm just saying, last year they had one wide receiver the whole year. Let's be honest, yeah. Julio and Jones was nothing. Derrick Henry stays healthy. It's like yeah. night and day difference. It's, and they still finish twelve and five. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to yeah. get a positive number for that bet. Thank you very much. The, the better the, bet here is definitely Tennessee. I like Indy personally, but the better bet is Tennessee. I mean, I mean it's the, the it's payout. not fun to taking a, a minus one twenty five when. The next yeah. team that could easily surpass them is plus. Like that, right. that's a bet you take at one twenty five. It's not worth. You got to put in like five five hundred bucks to make even a decent 
profit yeah. at that point. It's like it's risky. Right, right, right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, Tennessee finished first in the AFC last season, so um, I would go with them too. Um, all right, let's get right into it. I'll start again. Uh, the Titans had the best record first in the entire AFC, first in their AFC South division with 12-5 and five record. Bringing back Mike Vrabel once again. This is his fifth year, I believe I did that right. Yeah, he was four years. Yep, this is his fifth year. And then Todd Downings is his second year. So very rare to have the same head coach and OC on the same team this season. So this this is one, one of, of the, the ten that have is the, all is the defensive coordinator the same? It is. Okay. One of the ten. Should probably add it in there too, but whatever. Um of course Ryan Tannehill is still there. Um, Derek Henry is coming back from an injury and still finished as RB 16 after only playing eight games. <laughs> almost, a, almost a thousand <laughs> yards to eight games, 937 average, 117 yards per game. Absolutely. Like passing absolutely touchdown. <laughs> I had to add it there. I, like, I love the passing touchdown. <laughs> and that was a good play. Like, I'm like, I have to add it there because it makes the totals correct. <laughs> like yeah. that. That's five yards. I got to put it there. But um, other than that, the biggest wide receiver that's staying there is probably Nick Westbrook-Akini from last season. And, of course, we'll just get into some bigger players now that have departed. A.J. Brown, of course, is the biggest receiver, um, probably the biggest trade of this offseason. Actually, no, that's Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. But biggest trade of draft night. Um Correct. Yeah. 105 targets last year in 13 games. He was pretty sporadic, though. I um, mean, he had some huge games in some games where it's like, do you even start the guy? Julio Jones is gone. Whatever 48 targets, he just was a shell, a shell and a half of himself. He's not even signed with the team. I'm sure he'll land somewhere, but at this point, I, I don't know if it even matters. Um, that's the Probably two biggest names that are gone. Uh, Chester Rogers, too. I'll just add him in there because it looked his name. But it, incoming free agents, um, Robert Woods, I think that was a fantastic under-the-radar um, move. The Rams signed Allen Robinson, so Robert Woods was kind of the third string there. Instead of letting him you know, kind of sit there while Van Jefferson even could overtake his spot, traded him. To the Titans, I think I think that's a fantastic fit there. He's going to be probably on a lot of my redraft teams. I think he's going to go way too late. And then um, Austin Hooper was cut by Cleveland, and then I think the next day or two, uh, Tennessee picked him right up. So now they have a competent tight end now too, um, which they've lacked with that the last couple of seasons. Uh, sorry, Jeff Swain, but. <laughs> um, and of course, the biggest rookie coming in, Traylon Burks, um, very high draft pick. Was he the first wide receiver taken? No, Garrett Wilson. He was no, that was that was Garrett. Uh, Drake, no, it's nah. Drake London. Drake London. Nah. Drake London. Mm. Yes, yes, Atlanta. yes. Atlanta took Drake London, yeah. and then Garrett Wilson went to the Jets, and then after that it Olave. was Olave, and then, and then after that James it was well, yeah. uh, Okay, so James Burks Williams. was the. Oh yeah, because it was a, a mid first when they traded it, traded AJ Brown for like, like what pick sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, they like the, sat that, there, took there too. Um, he's the biggest. You know, he's going into a team. Um, and I, and I'll, I should have talked about that before, but 
351 vacated targets. I mean, when we've done these in the past, like teams that have like 102 or 120, like, wow, like that's a lot. We got teams that have 351 because the entire landscape has changed. Like this is like normal. That's insane. Yeah, so, you're talking about the only returning guy that was good was Westbrook Aquina, who I'm pretty sure was also like a seventh round pick last year. Yeah, and 57 targets there. So, I mean, I could be way it's, off it's, by that round, by the way, but whatever. Yeah, I think it was late. But other than that, like Jeff Swain, four year targets, like, and the running backs had a few, but it's just funny. 351 to spread out between Woods, Hooper, and Traylon Burks. I mean, it's not like it's going to be 351. It could be being on more of a running game with Derrick Henry. And they brought in, they drafted Sean Haskins as well. That's kind of like a Derrick Henry type player, which I think is fantastic for them. Take a little load off of Derrick Henry. Uh, 215 vacated rushing attempts too. And a big reason, of course, is Derrick Henry went down. Deontay Foreman comes in, has 130 plus. Yeah, he had a great, he had a great year and earned every penny of his contract that he left for. The, what the two point seven five million dollars? Do you think that Dante Foreman was ever going to get that again after he tore his Achilles like four no, years ago? I, no. I'm I'm surprised Tennessee didn't pay him that money for a year. I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, same. I really I, thought he was I really thought he was going to stay he, there. He killed he killed it. Like yeah. I, I, it was notable that he was on fantasy teams last year. Yeah. So yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I think I think they passed more because they had lost Derrick Henry. I mean, you know, 50 targets more, maybe not, but uh, enough where you know, 351 is a really high number of vacated targets. But but even at 300, I mean, that means you have a shift, another 50 over to the to the running game that puts Derrick Henry over 400 carries a year. You, I don't think you want to see him. No, that. no, so, no, no, no. They have. I mean, you obviously about... got to spread it out between the, the other guys, but. They they talked they have talked about taking some of them off. Hilliard will take some third down work, um, and then Haskins also has has shown to be able to catch the ball as well. So, yeah. I think I think you're looking more at Derrick Henry hitting under 300 attempts, but it's going to be close. I mean, 219 I mean, through eight games is freaking not that any broken. That's, that's right. That's over yeah. 440 fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's, let's also not forget, in eight games, he had 20 targets, 18 receptions with 154 yards. Yep. Derrick Henry yeah. did in eight games. That was a new thing. Where I'm like, like, the first three weeks, I looked at it, I'm like, well, he's like top five in receptions and like the first in yards. And then he kind of fell off. But um, I mean, he's a 90% catch percentage. On 20 targets, that's not a fluke. No, right? it's I not. Mean, you, I mean, you could drop the next 10 and and still have a decent catch percentage for yeah, a running back. For a brick shithouse RB that <laughs> shouldn't be catching balls. But I mean, granted, I'm sure all of them are behind the line. And then he made those 8.56 yards for reception. targets work, were but... behind the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe yeah. one's like a little like flat route, like broken play. But um, before we kind of get into, you know, players to look at in this season they also drafted malik willis quarterback um who fell right was it the third round or the fourth round god jeez because he was supposed to be uh at least a top 20 pick he went after desmond ritter too like he wasn't even the second off the board so i i and i think ritter went in the third or fourth so i would have to say the third pick 86 overall okay so third okay i mean i think at that point, it's kind of like, all right, we have Tannehill, but like, I mean, why the hell not? I mean, we got this guy that was predicted to go in the first round, and now we're paying him 
it was the third round salary, which is much less than what he should have gotten. Um, but of course, Ryan Tannehill comes out right away and says, I'm not here to mentor him. Right. Which I kind of like the approach from Tannehill. I mean, he's still there where he's got enough of uh, uh, a run at his career where he can have another contract. And, and I think a lot is coming from the draft uh, of drafting Malik Willis, where I think it's more or less the, the organization's like, well, I see all these other teams scrapping at Mitchell Trubisky and Mar- Marcus Mariota right now. And we mm-hmm. don't want to have to deal with that if we have, if it comes to it. So they're just getting preemptive insurance, insurance as they did, as like the Patriots did with uh, Garoppolo. And I think it's defi- I mean, you see him fall that far. I mean, you, you got to take the shot at him, see if he can work with the kid. Yeah, and Tannehill's only, like you said, he's only 33, so I, I agree. I don't mind him coming out and saying, like, I'm not a mentor, I'm still playing football. But Malik Willis is going to learn from him whether Tannehill is mentoring right. him actively or not. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Go watch him do this. He's been in the league a while. And Tannehill's got a chip on his shoulder after he got boned in Miami for eight years. So, you know, right. he's, and, he's, and, he's and, not going to be the guy who's like, oh, let me help the guy come take my job. No. Right. And Willis and, and Willis has a chip on his shoulders. He, he was being talked about going six to the Panthers. So uh, they may have some common ground and and he might be able to reason with them behind closed doors. And they might have that respect for the next four or five years, because I don't think that it's Tannehill's last year for the Titans. And I, and I think that it, it would be best for Willis. That. I think now, it'd be best you... for Willis to sit for three or four years. Can you trade a rookie quarterback or a rookie anybody in the NFL? Are you allowed to do that? Because I know in the NBA you can't. Oh, is oh. for like a certain time frame until like. Yeah, do you have to wait it, till his second a... year to trade well, him? No, or... because look at Andrew Wiggins. He got traded in two seconds. I mean, it happens every draft. Maybe maybe that's draft night before contracts are officially signed. Yeah, because I know that it's called the because step, I mean step-in it, rule or stepping rule. In it the happened. NBA. Uh, that was it, it happened this past draft, like the Knicks traded, you know, eight picks to get nothing. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I just don't know how it works in that. In Maybe the that goes back to like the Chris Weber getting picked by the Magic, then him getting traded for Anthony. I mean, I actually, that. well, so you got to think of, I mean, Philip Rivers and Eli Manning, that trade happened. Yeah. So, and that was, while that was on draft night too, like, I don't know. I, I, I would expect you to be able to trade anyone that has a contract. I don't think there's any limitation. Yeah, try it in Madden tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's an answer question. Wow, Madden will let you do it. <laughs> yeah, you can you can, you can force I, trade. I do Madden. it all the time. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a fair trade. Do you want to force it? Yep. Yep. It's, it's fair in my book. AJ Brown for Nicola Harry. Let's do it. Um. All right. So, biggest names in fantasy. They're sure for them. Of course, Ryan Tannehill finishes QB twelve last season. He's always going to be right around there. He's like a Kurt. Cousins have a player, Derek Carr, like not very exciting, but very safe, high-end QB2, low-end quarterback one to get way later in drafts. Derek Henry, of course, c- coming back. We hope he's healthy. Well, I'll have him as a top three, maybe a top two running back in my rankings. And for receivers, I think it's where it gets not confusing. Like Robert Woods and, and Traylon Burks will both be good. Who would you take in a redraft league? Um, first Woods or Burks? I'm taking Woods, and I guarantee you Burks is higher. Um, guarantee the ADP. Yeah, on I, Burks I, I don't higher. have it up, but I would, I would assume that as well. But even in the camp where he's he's you know he's suffering with asthma, undisclosed injuries, and he's short of breath, like he hasn't been able to finish like a practice, and he and of course his biggest knock 
coming out of the combine was he was out of shape. He goes to the combine and has a bad combine because he left college and ate, you know, food like Mac Jones did and just got fat and slow. ADP is it's nuts right now. It's it's it's, it's, it's not going to change. It's it's, it's going to change a lot in the next yeah. three weeks. I mean, I'm on Raz listed above Cortland Sutton by one position. Yeah, I'm pulling up right now, and I I'm just I wouldn't even be surprised if it's a very Robert Woods margin. is 38, Traylon Burks is 43. Okay, so it's close. All right. I think that, it's, I it's think that's fair. way different than I thought. Yeah, I would personally but, still go Traylon. I like the guy, but like everything you noted is important to note, and Woods is a legit pro. He's been he solid every year and he runs every route. Right. And everything. that's the thing with, with, I think people, when they look at was like, Oh, he's an older guy. He's, you know, all right. He, so he's a security blanket. Like look at this. He though. is, but he's not look at this. Right. While I feel like Tannehill's a downgrade than Matthew Stafford. Look at his stats. The guy had eight, nine games played 45 receptions, double that 90, 556 yards, double it 1100, four well, touchdowns, double it wide receiver four, 13 or 14 and when he, he had a hurt. couple games that he did not do that great at because cooper cup was an absolute monster that was the first so, three weeks so it, we're we're talking about a guy still in his prime he's what 30 right 30 31 is that what you said yeah uh, he is yeah yeah he is. I just find him in, in, in Dynasty. I know he's not over 31. He's got to be. Sign him for two years. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, please. Uh, and he's going to be. I, he will be the wide receiver one. I don't think it's Traylon Burks. I think the team and, and Mike Vrabel is going to take the veteran and 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 make him the guy. Yeah, I was trying to um, think back to like when he was last a number one guy on a team and if he's used to that role. And I, I can't. He was the Rams two years ago. The Rams two years ago. Uh, he was wide receiver when he was with Brandon Cooks. Because that because that was the emergence of Cup that year, and then Cooks was still the, the the guy, but neither one of them had really established himself as like a true a true one. And then Jared Goff was there, so really their wide receivers were irrelevant. Right. <laughs> I mean, the guy's not going to go 140 targets, but he yeah. will go. He will go 120. Well, that's the thing. If him and Burks both go 120 Woods and 105 to 110 for Burks. And then it kind of just comes down to like yards after catch. Woods is a phenomenal yard after catch guy, though. So, oh, he's 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 such a tactician when he gets like he's not the fastest guy. He he's a Paul Pierce like the the NFL. It's like oh, this guy can't do much, but he knows where to go and how to move his body to get you know twenty more yards. He kind of reminds me of like Keenan Allen. Like he's just good. Very but he much. doesn't get a lot of respect. Keenan Allen is starting to kind of carve out his respect the last <laughs> yeah. couple of years, but it took him ten straight years being <laughs> yeah. nasty to do it. I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And then again, to go back to the ACL thing we are talking about before, Woods is about seven months out from his ACL, and he's already participating in OTAs, running routes, fully yeah. functional, like participating. I know, that one, to be number one. That one's surprising. With a 30-year-old. I, yeah. I thought, <laughs> like, I thought right. with that ACL, I was going to be able to get him on the cheap in Dynasty, too. And I, well, I didn't because Martian Strager were assholes. <laughs> but. Uh, and then for tight end, of course, there's Austin Hooper there, like I talked about. Very underrated I, signing. Yeah, I, I but for fantasy, I don't I wouldn't rank him as a top twelve guy, but any tight end from tight end eight to tight end twenty-five, you can argue about anyway. If you want to take a flyer on him at the end, sure. Um, I mean I saw we saw what he did in Cleveland uh after he got paid, but he did nothing. So 
And thank you for saying take a flyer on a tight end at the end, because this is what I've started to learn with fantasy football. And I've, in the last two years, in the tight end position, I've, I've obviously been notably bad at it. So if I don't have Kelsey or a top guy, I've started to take some late round tight ends. I mean, that's how uh, a couple of people have, have come out of nowhere. And where you know, George Kittle was a really late one. And, and uh, Darren Waller was a really late one. And they, they blew up those years. Uh, Dalton Schultz, you know, and, and while I do, I think he's a top tell tight end. No, but it, would I be surprised if all of a sudden he's, you know, really good taking, uh, uh you know, sec- second in command for the offensive receptions and his top five t- uh, tight end. No, I won't be shocked. Do I right. think he's a tough hill to climb for that? Sure. But at the end of the draft, I'm going to take that. And, and if in the first two weeks I notice he sucks, I'll drop him. No, no harm, no foul. But if he's great, then you've gotten a steal and you don't have to worry about tight end the whole year. Yeah, and you've seen Tennessee use a tight end, even when it's Anthony Fersker and these other, like they're still been contributing week in, not week in and week out, but here and there. But they're not all world talented guys. So you take a guy who has been like an elite tight end. Exactly. Not, he he's has got, done it. He's got past. that Delaney Walker kind of style upside, which could be. Yeah, I mean, he was tight in one with the Falcons four years yeah. ago. Right. Until, until get hurt. Is that really four years ago? He's been in Cleveland for three, or oh. or at least two. I maybe it was three years ago. Either way, but I feel still, like it has that to was have a been. while ago. I think it was two. So I remember. I'm just. I don't well, know. He, well, Ryan he played Tano's with Cleveland for two years in the league. Didn't get cut, so he it was at least three years ago. Okay. Okay. Now that makes that sense. makes sense. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So this kind of does it for um. The Titans, they still have guys like sure. this. Fitzpatrick, they signed, they drafted Kyle Phillips with the wide receiver and another tight end. Okonku, who I have in my dynasty team. I don't see much out of him. But um, going to the Colts, not an eight record, second in their division. Um, Frank Wright is is back for his fifth year. And another offensive corner back is Marcus Brady. Is this an, right. another of the 10 teams that... No, they signed Gus Bradley as defensive coordinator. Right. So they did bring in someone different. And to be honest, I love it. I love Gus Bradley. <laughs> but nope, not one of the 10. Okay. One of the few that has retained their head coach and offensive you know, so, coordinator. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's that's good there. It's it's all good. Pretty good. Um, pretty good defense last year. And like Craig said, he likes the the new defensive coordinator so they'll probably be a top 10 guy top 12 at least defense this year biggest thing is Carson Wentz he was a one year and done traded to the commanders it's it's weird to say commanders now but um they trade for Matt Ryan so Matt Ryan is now there um he's getting older but I do like this for Matt Ryan. Like he could have just rotted in Atlanta until he retired. Atlanta kind of gave him the respect and said, "Hey, you know, you you don't deserve this. You deserve to go someplace else that's actually a good team and have a decent shot to win." I mean, like we looked at the DK Sportsbook; they're they're the team in this this division that's favored to win the division, and they they I mean besides the Titans, like they probably should. Um, it was sad that they didn't make the playoffs last year like it's just said you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor who destroys it in fantasy and all season and he doesn't get a crack at playing a fucking playoff game like that that was just sad to see because he was the RB1 in all of fantasy but um notable guys that are leaving 
Marlon Mack, he's left. Uh, I know he didn't do much last year, 101 yards, but he's off to Houston. Good spot for him. T.Y. Hilton, um, he's gone. I mean, he could come back. He's still unsigned, but I doubt it. Uh, Jack Doyle hung it up. He's retired, so he's gone. And what else? Let's see who's coming in. Matt Ryan, uh, Big Dick Nick Foles is uh, there to back him up. Best backup in the league. And then Philip Lindsay and Tyson Williams, the running backs, were in there. Um, I don't see both of them making the roster. Of course, of course, they still have Naheen Hines and Jonathan Taylor. So I think that's it. Yeah. And then for rookies, um, wide receiver Alec Pierce, he's got a lot of hype coming out. Um, could, could he be the wide receiver two next to Michael Pittman? Or can it be Paris Campbell if he can play over six games in a season? <laughs> And yeah, then, no, that won't, that won't no, and they got a few uh, tight ends. Jelani Woods has a lot of promising upside, and then Ogletree, Andrew Ogletree. Um, and back to tight ends, they they still have Moali Cox and Kylan Granson, the rookie from last year. I don't know who I would pick out of the three: Granson, Ali Cox, or Woods. Probably pick Ali Cox to lead the team, but again, this is a team that you don't really draft tight ends on anyway, so kind of just forget about it. Michael Pittman. Is well, yeah, he's he, the star of the offense. Oh, yeah. oh excuse me. Well, star of the receiving game. He says, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Not there's, there, there's also a guy called JT, but yeah. is he, I mean, he was wide receiver 15 last year. Would you rank him as a top 15 wide receiver this year with Matt Ryan? Yes. Okay. I yep. think, I think I, 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 I got to go back and look at our early rankings, which are probably completely different. <laughs> different if i did it today no don't worry i'll go look it up while you talk <laughs> yes yeah, scott you, you haven't had 28 you idiot so no you haven't like 35 did we really no i don't know oh my god I'm, like, I'm not that I'm fast not, I'm so, <laughs> so so sorry um yeah i mean i i think he's finishes right around there i mean there's other guys like you know you can say alan robinson could jump up there with rams there's a few guys that can jump up there but you have him I would directly outside. You have him at 16. I have him at 14. Dallas has him at 14. Then I'm, yeah, I'm top the, 15, I'm, baby. I'm the top 15. Top 15. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. I mean, Matt Ryan is literally the Philip Rivers of two years ago for the Indianapolis Colts. Like, it's it's great for what, what they're doing. I mean, they've had some issues <laughs> trying yeah. to get a long-term quarterback. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're I don't think they're really paying that much for Matt Ryan anyway. And uh, you have to look at what Philip Rivers did two years ago where he's he's a competent. And I think Matt Ryan at this point is a little bit younger than what Philip Rivers was when he was there. Um, so I think he has a little bit more arm strength left. Um, he's not going to be trying to tackle a guy while he's laying down on his back uh, as he throws <laughs> an interception. But um, I mean, he could. I mean, Matt Ryan's kind of a awkward guy. But yeah, uh, Michael Pittman is is in for a big season. I think last year was a pretty uh, big staple uh, of him showing out, um, even with Carson Wentz, you know, he still finished, um, what was it wide receiver 15? Yeah. Like you 15, said, yep. and um, I see, I see no different, if not climbing. Yeah. A thousand yard season and six touchdowns. I think he can improve on both those numbers. Um, I mean, I love his, his prospects this year. I like even, like you said, Paris Campbell, if he could ever stay healthy, is elite, but he just can't stay on the field. And then um, I love Alec Pierce, I think. Uh, He's in such a good spot. Uh, yeah, I think somebody during the draft 
said the the Colts are building like an NBA team at wide receiver with uh, Pierce and Pittman. And it's, it's true. They're both what six, four plus yeah. and mm-hmm. 220 plus pounds. Like these are guys that all over the field are useful, especially in the red zone. And to be honest, you can kind of take a lot of the toll off of uh, Jonathan Taylor's body. If you can use these guys in the red zone, instead of running Taylor up the middle when everybody and their brother knows he's going to run it. So it's a win-win across the board. I really like the Colts um, prospects this season. I, I mean, I see, I see why they're the favorite in, on DK. I know I, I get all the Tennessee points and I agree with them too, but um, I mean, their defense is still elite. And then you have all these guys here that should contribute. And I think Frank Wright came out and even said Naheem Hines is supposed to be a huge focal point. And we kind of talked about that with Matt Ryan and what he's done with the running backs out of the passing game for years and years and years with Tevin Coleman, Devonte Freeman, um, even with Cordero Patterson last year. I mean, you, you see what these guys can do with a quarterback that gets them the ball and it's Phillip rivers, maybe even Phillip rivers plus. So both all the running backs out of the backfield have a huge season coming their way. Yep. You know, the thing too, is you were talking about Alec Pierce and his height and everything. He was actually someone that came out of the, um, he was a combine hero. He had, he ran a four, four at his, his size, then also jumped the highest 40 yard, uh, 40 inches. And then also his broad jump was top uh, quick math, about 95th percentile. Um, so he's, he's, he's athletic. He's big. He's very similar to Michael Pittman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I come, I come out of the, like every time you put together the rookie spreadsheet for us, I go down and I say, okay, it's like six, four plus 200. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, like, what do you run? Like, who's my yeah. size guy? All right, cool. Michael Pittman. And then yeah, I look at the start. So I look at the measurements. I'm like, all right, this guy is him. And, they both fit that same exact mold. And now you get two of them on the outsides with baby Paris Campbell can stay healthy for a bit and run some underneath stuff. I mean, that's huge. Naheem Hines can play out the slot if he has to. First off, Paris Campbell's not on this team in my mind. It's just not. It's not true. Ashton, <laughs> du- Ashton Doolin. <laughs> Ashton Doolin is he's, good, he's been a dev He's been a Debbie guy for fucking years. Yeah, uh, everyone's loved Ashton Doolin. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, Vacated targets, 154. So, like that was you said with Pittman, like the 88 catches, the 129 targets, a thousand yards. So those can all go up, and they probably should, because like it's not like Alec Pierce is getting 120 targets. I wouldn't right. think he's getting that as rookie year. Well, but actually, looking at it, they don't have much depth at the wide receiver. So if he can I mean, stay healthy, I mean, there's a chance. A quiet yeah. e- exit from um, the Colts is Zach. Pascal has left too. I mean, that's seventy yeah. targets. He's been, yeah. I mean, he's down on the on the Eagles, but yeah, like you said Doolin. Then you have Pat Patman, and then Mike Strachan. Strachan. Like, Strachan. Strachan. Oh, Kiki oh, Cootie. Ki- Kiki Cootie. <laughs> oh, he was there last year. One yeah. catch for five yards. No, he was on my team. He didn't do anything. What'll no happen is uh, uh, Mo Ali, Cox, Granson. Then the two tight ends they drafted are all going to get 80 targets. Each that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Hands down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's I mean, about you, it. Um, you also may want to take some load off of JT. Like, 330 carries is, is quite a few. So. Well, their, ru- their rushing rank last year was second in the league. Their yeah. passing rank last year was 26th in the league. If you can yeah, kind of get that even out a bit, still, you know, still top six or rushing rank. But, yeah. I mean... You, you got get that a lot, in. though, when you're the Colts and you play with a lead and a good defense and you just kind of grind Which games out. Which is what they did uh, like the last five weeks of the season minus week 18. But <laughs> yeah, like 26 and two, it's like you're putting everything leaning on JT there. 
Like that's all that that's a lot of work. There is. Yeah. That and and you had mentioned Philip Lindsay and Tyson Williams being like co- close to roster cuts. I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Philip Lindsay get not just a roster spot, but like Naeem Himes' work and the Naeem Hines getting more. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they not rushing, but you know maybe get get some receiving work in there. Um, obviously Matt Ryan liked to throw to quarter L Patterson last year. So if he's going to be tossing the running backs a lot and the way Sirianni likes to do it, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it seems to be like they, they have an idea of what they want to do. And it's, it's kind of, when you put it out on paper like this, you can kind of see it. I believe Tyson Williams is um, practice squad eligible still is also. So something. Yeah, he probably was with his second year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, all right, so attempts. that will do it for the old Colts getting into sexier teams here. We'll go down to the Houston Texans. Oh, so sexy. Four and third. Yeah, tuck it up, Craig. Four and 13 so record me. last season. Um, offensive rank was 30th. Defensive rank was 27th. Bad and bad, which you kind of knew. Deshaun Watson just sat out the entire year. He probably should have just played and then got suspended. Then his suspension <laughs> just would be over. If you get 300 million from the money look back at it but um with that the horrible defense they bring in louis smith who who is a fantastic defensive minded coach um and it's not like he's got to do much because you still have a bad team in houston so it's kind of like hey if i finish with four wins again look what you gave me so it's kind of like all right no harm no foul let's try it out um and a new offensive corner pep hamilton and craig where's he from XFL. Is he? Not a joke. He was the head coach of the DC Defenders as the X in the XFL. He was actually he was not bad. I will I will I mean he's got 25 years of experience in all of football. Like he was a quarterback's coach last year with, with Davis Mills, which he actually got a lot out of him. Oh, um, so he so yes, he yes. he got so okay. I, I he thought has he was... been an offense his whole career. Okay, so, so so I will go over a little bit of his history because yep, right. uh, it's it's worth noting. So it's a West Coast style coach, um, and he was the Chargers quarterback coach when they they brought up um, uh, Herbert his rookie year, and then Davis Mills last year. Then he got promoted to offensive coordinator this year. He was the the he was the DC Defenders head coach uh, in the XFL, which I love. And, um, he was, uh, an assistant coach with Harbaugh in Michigan. Uh, and then, you know, he had spent some time, you know, in other places, you know, way back, um, you know, Indianapolis Colts and Browns, bears, jets, Niners. Those are some of his old, old teams, but, um, yeah, of, of note, like he has had some success. So, um, I, I kind of, you know, I don't hate it. Um, and I do remember him being a head coach as an, in the XFL. That's funny. It's good I mean, too, though, because my, my whole point was going to be, oh, you hate to see um, Davis Mills have inconsistency from an offensive coordinator perspective. But if he was already his quarterback's coach, that kind of doesn't really apply. I mean, it, it's still right. fairly consistent. So you're happy to see that because I thought Davis Mills showed flashes of, of like real talent and very underrated player. Everything just looks always in the Texans. He was like a filling for Watson for the rookie year and he's a good joke but like he's actually a pretty good fucking quarterback 
Yeah, he didn't do anything egregiously bad. I mean, yeah, he struggled with a couple of interceptions, but he still had 16 touchdowns and 10 picks. Like, I've seen people have worse rookie seasons. In a horrific line. <laughs> oh, oh, that team that team was horrible. I mean, what they finished 4-13. and 13. I'm so, a 4-13 and 13 team they to quarterback. They third place in the division. Like, they should have had one win last right. season, and then, and then they they got the four like that's yeah, just I think, to be in the division with the Jaguars right right exactly so so two wins there and then um but I mean four wins last year with a team that their, and, their and, all-star and, quarterback just decided to set out like that's it, pretty good I want to note it like what what Corey was getting towards is like you know while it's 16 touchdowns and 10 interceptions like that's because they were so that they didn't have that many opportunities on offense. Like right. they, they had, he had two 2,600 passing yards because they were not a good team and the other teams were just ruining them. Like it, it was 67% completion percentage. When you look at the overall total of, of around 400 passing attempts, like that's, you know, while the numbers are low 67 and the efficiency numbers are great yards per completion is 10 we've talked about shitty quarterbacks having uh, yards per completion below seven like daniel jones and Tua Tagovailoa, and and this guy's got 10 like that's a good, these are good numbers yeah and i mean you think how many of those 10 interceptions were end of game just chucking it up there trying to score you know a point make the game close and somebody picked them off it was probably two or three so those numbers are even more skewed back into his favor of being a solid guy i mean I, I really like his upside. He kept Brandon Cooks um, more than relevant. Brandon Cooks was a, a startable player week in and week out. So Why does he were 20? Yeah, right. I mean, if you can get that kind of success from him in or his rookie season with no talent, I mean, all the, all the Texans have done since then is add talent around him and, and gotten better. I mean, I thought they had a very solid draft. So I like what they've done, and I think – are they going to win the division? No, absolutely not. It's not even a question, but are they going to compete much better than last year? Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, can they win eight games? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the that'd be tough, but I think, it, I, I think it's, it's a possibility. I mean, let's look at the water series he had last season outside of Brennan Cooks, Chris Connolly, Phil Dorsett, Nico Collins, which, you know, he was a rookie, Promising, but still a rookie. Chris Moore, Davion Davis. Yeah, you guys know Davion Davis, right? Anthony Miller for a week. <laughs> Andre Roberts and Danny Amendola. It's embarrassing how, how many of those guys are on give... my dynasty team. <laughs> <laughs> I think I traded you, Chris Connolly. No, no, you traded me, Chris. I Connelly. traded you Connelly. for Alamedy Zacchaeus. That was the one yeah. week he played and did like all right. Yeah. I got zero out of Zacchaeus. Um, and then running backs a an agent did david johnson rex burkett royce freeman mark ingram for a bit until they cut him don't know why because he was the best guy on the team and then phil Lindsay for a bit before he was cut too but like well he was doing too, too good yeah exactly like oh <laughs> we get a tank even more like we have four wins but again you give this guy no weapons at all and he did a decent job at least like again you said printing cooks was a wide for 20 fantastic Coming into the, this year, they add Marlon Mack, which is a great one-year prove-it deal. Um, and then in the draft, John Mechie, who is, I mean, be, before his injury was a very high prospect, and Damian Pierce, the running back. Like, you're giving him a few weapons, and you extended Brennan Cooks for three years. Great. Right. Not great, like, you know, 
now he's going to be a QB one by any means. No, but he's going to be a serviceable, a serviceable guy to help out these guys in fantasy. Um, just a few players that they lost to Tyra Taylor. Um, he talked to Herbert, got shot in the heart again. Again, Deshaun <laughs> Watson, massive departure, but they, they got a lot of picks for him. Um, I kind of already said, you know, Ingram, David Johnson, Anthony Miller, Scotty Phillips, Jalen Samuels all gone. Jordan Atkins is gone. So, I mean, there's 145 vacated targets, 240 vacated rushing attempts. That's a lot. But yeah, I mean, there's not a, a there's not a ton of fantasy prospects to pick from here um, that are going to get you into the starting lineup outside of Cooks, but you're going to see flex plays in Damian Pierce and Marlon Mack and maybe John Mechie towards the end of the year if things get together. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's not much, but there's there's when you look at the the small things where there's going to be players later. Like, I don't know. I feel like I might want to draft Marlon Mack more than I would Damian Pierce because Damian Pierce has all the hype right now, and his I mean, ADP might be a lot higher. Yeah, I think Kamagos, especially the rookies. Like, we talk about Traylon Burks. He's he's below Woods by August. It wouldn't be surprising if he's above Woods in ADP, and then. Well, he was a shit ton higher during, around draft time. I mean, obviously, there's some hype there, but mm-hmm. um, it's because of the reports that he so started to go. I would think Mac, by the time we draft in like mid-August for our, our redraft leagues, is going to be going at least two rounds after, if I had to guess. And I don't know if that's round you know, 9 and 11 or 10 and 12. So right now, it's Mac at 10 and Damian Pearson 13, round 13. Oh wow! So I'm, I'm surprised so, that it's that that far. I, I am. I, I am closer. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised as well. Um, but I mean, there's there's a lot of people that aren't paying attention right now. So there there will be. Oh, they have a quarterback. Oh, Marlon Mack's been gone out of the league for a while. Like there, that that shift may change, and I I would almost I don't know. Maybe maybe look to draft both if you're talking about tenth and thirteenth round players. Yeah, you get your, two your flex. bench guys, and hopefully one hits, and boom. You have the Houston Texans starting running back. <laughs> but congratulations. I mean, it's a flex play. It, 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 it it's yeah, they're, they're deep blocks. Yeah. Freaking um, Trey Sermon is going above. Damian <laughs> Pierce? Yeah. All right. <laughs> what side are you looking at? Because that's freaking completely... fantasy football calculator. Okay. That's that's Jesus. the one that I've always looked at. Wow. All right. Um, that's eye opening. <laughs> but uh before we get off of this this sexy team will um just a guy to, to you know sleeper brevin jordan tight end all the skills in the world um again like a guy like austin hooper i'll take this guy like in the last round start throw but i think he's he's that talented where he could hit especially when they don't have many receivers outside of Brandon cooks and he's been there for a year yeah it's the perfect storm right perfect uh not a lot of receivers not a lot of competing um, targets and a quarterback who will check down when the situation calls for it. And now you and plus Jordan Atkins is gone too, which is always yep. that tight end for and the, not a lot like of Texans. competition. Yep. yep, only in like none. So, but it used to be that uh, that white dude Ryan Griffin. Yeah, where is he? Jets or he was with the Jets? I don't. Yeah, know. I think he's washed out of league by now. Yeah, also draft him though, just, just in case he signed. <laughs> um, and then down to um. London's favorite team, Jacksonville Jaguars, finishing at three and fourteen. Thank you for 
letting us watch 9 a.m. games once a year. It's the only thing you've been good for the last couple of seasons. I mean, the Urban Meyer drama was great last year. I appreciate that. God, I mean, I don't want to get into that because it's already a long podcast. And we we should just do like a, a, a bad coach podcast. Yeah, definitely. With Speaking of, uh, Doug Peterson could probably be featured on it. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I actually like this. Oh, good Lord. It's not I like it. It's better than what they had last year. It's and an improvement, is, yeah. This is a Super Bowl winning head coach on a team that is going to help Trevor Lawrence better than last season. Yeah, like, okay. last season was the worst thing possible for a rookie quarterback that was first overall. And Travis Etienne even said, like, if there was a year to get hurt and miss the entire season, it was last year. He's like, I'm pumped. Now I'm yeah. coming in as pretty, pretty much as a, a rookie in a better system. Yeah, it's a good spot for him. Every report says that he looks great. So he's probably taking a majority of the vacated um, rushing attempts. Plus, you have James Robinson down to start the year. So mm-hmm. um, all intents and purposes, I think Etienne is your, your number one for a while there who knows how long um i I really i'm very interested to see how this shakes out i want to see what james robinson's role is um i don't even know how you draft james robinson in a redraft right now i mean i mean it 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 it, it depends by the time you get to august like yeah draft weekend coming out about him yeah and if it's oh he's missing preseason but he's good week one all right that's been changed my mind he's he's gonna get drafted like yeah. You have to draft him because God forbid they come out week one and he gets 15 attempts and Etienne gets five, but like eight targets like that. That's a different story. But um, real quick, back to the coaches. Press Taylor is new. The OC, Craig, anything on the, that fella? Yeah. Um, think of Doug Peterson and you have Press Taylor because he okay. was the quarterback's coach of the Philadelphia Eagles the entire time Doug Peterson was there. He he was the Carson Wentz coach he was um there's there's not much to add outside of the fact that if you know i don't like doug peterson i don't think a lot of people you know uh, would argue that uh he's a good coach and and he's bringing on the philadelphia eagles um coaching staff from from three years ago i i I think i don't know what the hell trent balky has i can't wait till that guy is fired I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to destroy, absolutely destroy one of the best quarterback prospects that has ever come. <laughs> it's like, it's almost okay. sad, but did you, did you not think that I was going to come in that a lot? Like, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I'm only saying it's good because it's better than last year, but I mean, I don't know if it is. Or do you really, really? Think, okay. Obviously, a drama storyline quarterback coach. I think is better than what they had last year. This guy has the experience. I agree. Besides his last year with the Eagles, he was a he was a great coach and and, and managed that team well. I just think it was a front office with the Eagles that really screwed up the whole season. I mean, Peterson didn't help, but I mean, he he was he right. didn't Carson have Lynch the balls to go to the backup quarterback and give him the job. When the ownership did step in and say, yes, we want Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback, he still didn't go to Hurts and do it. He had the offensive coordinator go and, and take Hurts, and, and they started the, the run in the last four, four weeks of the season. Doug Peterson sucks. 
Okay. I think I think he's I, I better than know. I think he's better than um, uh, Meyer for sure, but I don't think that he's better than half the coaches that are in the league. <laughs> I mean, there's bad coaches in the league. That's all, and I'm, I think he's towards the bottom. That's all I'm getting at, though. It, it, it's he's not a guy that's going to say, "Hey, go run 18 laps, do this." When like, I or I'm going to cut you if you don't make this catch, like especially with a team with all these young players, a lot of young players outside of Marvin Jones, like you destroy these players mindset and you destroyed Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I mean, again, I'm, I, I'm not defending him on being a coach. I'm not a Peterson guy either, but it's an upgrade. The biggest thing sure. is it's an upgrade. I, I don't sure. think he's going to destroy Trevor Lawrence. He's an experienced NFL coach with Meyer was just, you know, yeah, that was, that was, it, was a bad, it was a bad situation. They have all new, all new coaching, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, everything. Um, I will, I will also mention too. think when you think press Taylor, I mean, he was also the Colts uh, offensive coordinator last year. So he has followed Carson Wentz his whole career. So what you see of Carson Wentz, you see press Taylor. Oh, I, well, his MVP <laughs> season or before he got hurt. Sure. Sure. Three years ago. Four years ago now, but all right. Uh, too much time with the Colts. The Colts, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going back to fucking Wentz. Um, too, too much time with head coaches, but um, offensive rank last year it was 32, defensive rank was 28. It can't get too, it can't get too much worse. But um, I mean, this is almost a team where you're throwing everything from last year in the garbage, though. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is still there, so I guess that's a large focal point of their offense. But new running back at least start the season. New wide receivers, at least, you know, the, the big ones. I mean, the big signings of Christian Kirk and whatnot. It's should, if it doesn't look entirely different, they've made a mistake anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like, well, they drafted Trayvon Walker as number one. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a philosophical. I'm not a big Jaguars fan. Not Read that I'm that not article. a Jaguars fan. Like, I, you know, wish you don't well like their for moves. the team. <laughs> I just think that they're dumb. Yeah. I mean, they aren't smart. Yeah, I mean, they gave Christian Kirk a bazillion dollars. Evan Ingram, I like, I don't, I have no problem with Evan Ingram signing on his contract, but Zay Jones was kind of a shock to a lot of people, myself included. Um, um, I don't know. They're, they're, they're interesting. We'll leave it at that. But I don't, I, I don't know if they're done making moves. Maybe they'll bring in a couple of veterans that, like, like you mentioned, Scott, they have a very, very young team. And it's kind of concerning yeah, at how young like, they are. Besides Marvin Jones, they're, I mean, even DJ Chark, who was who was younger, but even he was more a veteran guy. Like, yeah, you bring in now like Kirk. You you draft Snoop Connor, which I think in a way it's like is James Robinson gonna be ready a little insurance and great freaking name too. But again, Kirk, Christian Kirk is now a top five paid wide receiver in the NFL. We, we were completely shocked at the amount of money he got. Yeah, um, and a great agent, fantastic agent. But I mean, coming into Week One, you would think Trevor. Lawrence, of course, under center. Etienne as a running back, who has looked fantastic, I, I guess, so far in camp. James Robinson, I would expect not to be ready week one. If he is, limited. He's not even ready for OTAs, so I don't think he's going to be there. Yeah. So, um, And then, of course, you have Christian Kirk. And then who, and here's a big question, too. Christian Kirk will, will, will be the one there. I can't argue that, even though I'm a, a Marvin Jones fan, but I think the money talks more than anything in the NFL. He's the one. LaVisha Chanel. Is he the two, three, or four? Uh, I, three. 
I think but, he's. I, but the Zay Jones signing. I mean, it, it's there's so this you have Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, and and Lavisa Chanel here to pick from. And my thing is, he someone. was in trade talks when they brought in Kirk and Jones, uh, Zay Jones, on the trade block, like he was linked to the Chiefs. Like, oh my God, Chiefs and him would be like a fantastic fit. And then they got Juju and then they got MVS. So it's that, that kind of, you know, got brushed aside. But the fact that they were putting him out, uh, like out there for trades after they signed their guys this off season, kind of shows you. I mean, I was a Chanel fan. I, I still am. But we also have to add an Evan Ingram too, who is a, a, a tight end that plays more of a, a wide receiver role as well. So there's some targets there that 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 I mean, you know. And this is gonna be a year with with ETN where he's gonna he's gonna be. He should soak. He should soak up a shitload. I think like, are you drafting anyone, any receiver outside of Christian Kirk in Jacksonville in redraft leagues? Um. <laughs> and I'm a re- I'm redraft. a Marvin Jones fan, and I don't know if I could even do that. Like he might be a pickup. Later on, or a last round, how you doing? I think if I was going to do a last round, how you doing? Um, it would be Chenault because he would have the highest upside. Like Zay okay. Jones has never done it. Raiders were like a fun little story because the entire team was in jail and he was the only one left. Um, Marvin Jones. <laughs> huh? You're not wrong. Yeah, they were right. pretty much all in jail. Um, so, I mean, I, I like Marvin Jones, but it was, it was, yeah, I would go Chenault as well with some consideration for Agnew, but I wouldn't see I like, I'd ever take him in a million there's years. Agnew too, who was a, he's a quarterback gimmick. to start. Yeah. He was like, again, now you toss an Agnew who could be the six or seven. Like, yeah, we're talking about Christian Kirk and then a lot of, a lot of who and what if for the number two, three, and four. And like I said, Evan Ingram could slot r- r- right in there too, and Chanel yeah. or one of the Joneses could just be off the field, or yeah, exactly. Vice versa. I mean, I've talked a lot about buying into just teams rather than individual players, and the Jags are not a team I want to buy into. <laughs> yeah, After no. we saw Trevor Lawrence right. last year, he didn't do anything that makes me want to get somebody who's tied to him. Uh, mm-hmm. like, no offense, but I need to see it. Redrafts a lot of like I need to see it before I do it. Dynasty, I'll take some of these guys on flyers a lot of places, but yep, not in not in a, a redraft league redrafts too cutthroat. If you look at my redraft team, my average age is probably the oldest in the league on a consistent basis versus dynasty where it's the polar opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't know what to think. Yeah. I mean, there's team not, with a lot of question marks. There's a lot of moving pieces. It's hard and to I, and I, protect them. And I don't like their coaching. Like I, this is, this is what I'll do. Like I, it, that's why I put so much emphasis on it is like, if there are question marks on what the, what the team will do, like I'll look to see what the coach is good at and try and pinpoint where they like to play their offense. And I just hate everything about both of the, the coaches. So it's like, I just want to stay away. I mean, it could, it could be a fine team to stay away from. It's me. It's gonna be hard for me to not select ETN, I think that's like the one guy I really do want out of the team. Um, but other than that, it's probably should be safer to stay away. Yeah. Well, I mean, out. I will say that their run game, like that, that style of running back with what Doug Peterson has done before with I'm not saying ETN is, is Sproles, but um, he, he's always liked, you know, 
Peterson goes back what way waited with 2008, I think, with the Eagles, something like that. Um, he, I would love ETN in this offense because, yes, while I may not like the team, I mean, there's again, there's some certain things that a coach will pinpoint, and that that's one of them is is that style of running back that's going to be able to be used so much versatile agile i mean that's not what james robinson is right yeah no not at all i mean it always like we should probably start doing these just like starting out with the worst team and then going up to the top because it's like yeah okay don't draft them all right that's soft fantasy bye oh yeah they totally <laughs> shut us off after the colts <laughs> and, and i don't blame you guys um but yeah, that will do it. Um, hey, again, it just sucks. Ending well, I mean, we can talk about list. some stuff that we have going in the future. I mean, we're going to start recruiting for the uh, for the listener league again. So start in, in, interacting with us on social media there. Oh, actually, idea we can bring up here. I haven't talked to you guys about this, but there was a tweet that I put out for Davlin, who has been a longtime listener and friend of the program who is a U.S. Marine trying to raise money for a ball hockey league in Uganda. Um, I saw that. Had, he has been out there on deployment uh, before, um, I think around the same time or, or if not prior or after. I don't know the exact timeline as far as when he was with getting the um, refugees out of Afghanistan. And he was talking with a lot of people. He knows a lot of people out there. He's been trying to start a ball hockey league. He's got a GoFundMe page. It's on our Twitter account. And we have been talking that if we can get about a couple other, and we have a very philanthropic community, if we can get a league going with other podcast leagues, we could sponsor a team in in a ball hockey league in Uganda and have team team patches on their shirts like a like a logo on their shirts something like that um so that's something we can talk off but um if you're listening then you've you've heard right away if you want to dm us get get uh some charity going um i'm sure it's a good cause i mean yeah it is it's a great cause i'm sure it's a good cause (laughs) i mean no it is and i was gonna say something else but yeah it's a great cause you know it's 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 unique it's now pinned to our Twitter. So if you go on our Twitter profile at Topshop FNTSY, the first if, tweet that you'll see is that the GoFundMe page. And I think if if you're a, another podcast listening, or you know, even if you're just someone that wants to to help donate to the cause, you know, if we start a league, get a get a you know, design a shirt or whatever for for you guys. I mean, how cool is that? Like that's 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 some things you don't really think that you could get to do in life is connect with an, another country, like 80 hours away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you see leagues like the Scott fishbowl, which is all sponsored. Like it's all donating and stuff. Like that's one of the best part of this like fantasy community is to re- reach out like that. Cause we're, we're good guys. Like, <laughs> like yeah, we're good. We're, we'll try. Like, we care about that shit. Like, I know we could, you know, be playing basketball in NBA or NFL if we wanted to, but I had to have, you know, a family. So, <laughs> oh, with my athleticism, I've always born to speak and not play. <laughs> Next president. Um, but yeah, and also c- c- coming up in more division previews, of course, 
Um, uh, next is probably AFC North. Yeah, I mean, I have at least one and a half of it done. Yeah, yeah I mean, by the time I do it, that's na- the cl- next closest done. that's not one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done with, with I, I'm pretty much done with both. Yeah, we have to start hammering those out. Yeah, because it, it, it's getting to August soon, and that's when we want to start doing a lot of mock drafts. A lot of mock drafts. Like, that's the time to do it, and then you get the full predictions. You got your sleepers, your breakouts, your busts. A lot of fun stuff coming up. Very well. Thank yeah. you for listening, everyone. Stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.